Thanks for joining us today. You bet, Ashley. This book (laughs) was very difficult to read. It is a complex subject uh, full of systemic racism and governmental bureaucracy. Tough to deal with in a film. Very tough, and that is the major problem with the movie. Martin Scorsese, this is a film that everyone's been looking forward to. You know, what will Scorsese do with this movie, this horrible, tragic tale of murders on the Osage Reservation in the 1920s so that they could get the, you know, the head rights, as they're called, the head rights, marry into the Native families, make sure it all, all the money siphons down to the white people. It's a horrible story with horrible characters in it. The level of thought that goes into how to steal and murder these people is boggles the mind. It is stunning. It is stunning. It's a complex book. And even in the subtitle of the book, I think there's an alternate after the colon, Ashley, something about the birth of the FBI. Mm -hmm. A big focus of the book was on the investigation, how the FBI, the beginnings of the FBI got involved came out to the reservation, charged people with these crimes, figured out what was going on. So in the book, Tom White is really the main character. Tom White is is the FBI man who doesn't show up until two hours into the movie, and he's Mm. played by Jesse Plemons. So what Scorsese and his screenwriter, Eric Roth, had to do was, how are we going to focus this movie? Are we going to focus it on the FBI investigation? I think the reason they did not do that, Ashley, is Scorsese didn't want the accusation of the White Savior movie. So instead, in the second draft of the screenplay, and keep in mind, in the first draft of the screenplay, Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play Tom White. Then when they rewrote it, he now plays Ernest Burkhart. Ernest Burkhart is the nephew of Mm. King Hale, who's played by Robert De Niro. He's the cattle baron. He's the bad guy. He's the one who claims he's a friend of the Osage, but from the minute we see him, we know he's not. So DiCaprio now plays Ernest Burkhart. And that's the focus of the movie is his relationship with Molly, the Native American Osage woman who he courts. And she's wonderfully played by Lily Gladstone. I like this movie, didn't love it. And I'll tell you why. I think there's a lot of good things here. First and foremost, Lily Gladstone's amazing, wonderful, quiet performance. And she is an indigenous woman. She's indigenous. She's from Montana. I I forget the tribe she's from in Montana, but she's a wonderful actress. She's great in the movie. She's going to be nominated for an Oscar. But the first two hours of the film focuses on his courtship of Molly and him kind of unwittingly brought into King Hale's schemes. You know, Mm. go out and court her, go out and marry her, you know, these kind of things. So I think the, the tricky part is it's a good movie, It's way too long, three hours and 26 minutes. And again, Scorsese, this is for Apple Films. Much like The Irishman he made, which was for Netflix, those are streaming services. And I do think there's a little bit of leisurely editing that goes on when you're editing for streaming and not for a theatrical audience. I found that with The Irishman. It was a half hour too long. I think this could have been a tighter film a more focused film. I think Tom White should have been introduced somewhere early in the film or at least an hour in just Mm. for a scene to show Tom White. The pace is leisurely. I think it could have been tightened. And by focusing, taking the focus from Tom White to the Ernest Burkhart character, Mm. the audience is forced to watch a moron for two hours because DiCaprio's character is a dimwit. He's a moron. There's nothing likable about him. You know, he's he's brought in. And so I think that's one of the major problems I have with an otherwise good film is that Burkhart's the focus. 
Whereas I think if they're going to go with a white character as the focus, Tom White makes more sense. So by focusing the DiCaprio character of Ernest as a huge part of this movie, it kind of throws the first couple hours of the film off a little bit because you keep wondering, is this guy really this much of a dimwit? Or is he ever going to see the light? And as an audience member, you're kind of waiting for the FBI to arrive, waiting for help. When are the Osage going to get that help? And it's a long wait in the movie. Another minor nitpick, ages. I've talked on this show for years, Ashley. Age of actors playing characters is a conundrum in movies. It always has been. The DiCaprio character, Ernest Burkhart, is coming right off a of World War I service. So he's like 28 years old in real life, the real-life Ernest Burkhart. DiCaprio is 48. The De Niro character, King Hale, is like 47, the real-life King Hale, Bill Hale. When this film starts, De, Niro, De Niro's 80. So there's a there's an age problem, but you just got to look past it. They were kind of damned if they do, damned if they didn't with this screenplay. It's a, and it's a hard book to adapt. Let me let me just say that very hard to adapt. So I give them all kinds of props for doing this. They cast Osage actors. There were Osage members working on the film, and I credit Scorsese for all that. I just don't know if it's a great film. It really kind of runs out of steam, and it feels like two different movies. Ashley, when mm. Jesse Plemons shows up and knocks on the door of DiCaprio's house, the film changes immediately. And now it's about the FBI. I would have liked a little more insight into how their techniques, how they tried to trap them and find out who was doing these murders. Mm -hmm. You know, they had an undercover Indian agent working for them. I would have liked a little more. That's a character that needed to be, you know, built up a little bit more. Right. He's in scenes, and you can tell he's kind of undercover, but how did they go about this? I mean, so it's conspiratorial I think on a government level to, yeah. do, to have done this to the Osage people. Yeah. Ultimately, the FBI come in, and they're the good guys, but how we get there is a little is a little off, and I didn't really care for DiCaprio's performance. I'm going to be real mm. honest with you. De Niro's pure evil as, as King Hale and Lily Gladstone's great, but I think the film just needed to be tighter. Where's the focus of the film? And I think what they did was they chose to make it into two, two separate films. The first part is really Ernest and Molly, and the second part is how Tom White and his FBI people and his undercover people get to the bottom of this. Do you get the sense at all because this was made for streaming instead of a movie theater? Like, is that just because the editing is different? You don't have to get a babysitter. You didn't have to get dressed. You can just be, hey, they'll just press pause if they have to pee. <laughs> I think that when you know, and look, I saw it in a theater, but his contract was with Apple Films. I just think there's there's less pressure on him as a director to get this down to like two hours and 45 minutes or whatever you would want to get that to, to a comfortable viewing time. I don't mind three-hour movies. If, there, if, 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 it, if it warrants the time, it's majestically done. And I think a better version of it is somewhere in there, but I think Tom White needed to be introduced a little earlier. And I would have wanted more focus on Molly. Uh, Lily Gladstone's great, but she does not have as much screen time mm -hmm. as DiCaprio does. And I think that's another issue. And we have to ask the question, Ashley, as Scorsese says, he lost his fastball. You know, he's 80, the, he's 80 years old. Yeah. Woody Allen lost his as a director. Clint Eastwood lost his fastball a long time ago. Kubrick did with Eyes Wide Shut. And Silence, the movie he made before The Irishman, Scorsese's film about the priests who go to Japan, might be the worst film he ever made. So that Scorsese touch that was so prevalent in all of his career, I think, is a little bit lacking here. I think people should see this movie. 
because it's an important story, a whitewashed part of history. I love the epilogue. There's an epilogue on this movie at the end, which I really liked a lot. Can't say anything more about that. People should see it because it's important to see the whitewashing of history. I just wish it had been a little more, a little tighter and a little more Scorsese-like than it is. Matt, there have been a couple of Indigenous Oscar winners, and not necessarily Native American, but Indigenous uh, sometimes to other cultures and countries of the world, mm-hmm. uh, including Best Adapted Screenplay for... Are we talking um, uh, Taiki Watiti? We are. For yes, Jojo for Rabbit. Jojo Did I say Rabbit. his name right? Yeah. If well, I, as far if, as if I know. If it's I wrong, know. I'm really sorry, but Jojo Rabbit. Right? And then Best Original Music for a 1982 film. Up where we belong. Oh, uh, Jennifer Warren. Well, the woman who wrote the song, the indigenous woman who did um, the song. Oh, Buffy St. Marie wrote the song. I'm so sorry. Yes, we've been to the movies with Matt Olin. 